Life Audio. Christian Parent Crazy World with Katherine Seegers is brought to you by Life Audio and is part of our Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. Welcome to Christian Parent Crazy World, the podcast that tackles tough topics to help you be a godly parent in an ungodly world. I am your host, Katherine Seegers, and in today's episode, we will tackle this very important question. What problems do we encounter when it comes to judging? Hmm, yeah. So we are in a series right now on the topic of judging and the Christian faith. It was prompted by one of your emails, and we've gotten to the point in our journey where we need to talk about the problems that can arise when it comes to judging. Because, hey, you know, we're parents and grandparents, and we have to judge the actions of our kids. And, you know, we live in families and neighborhoods and communities, and we are hopefully a part of a church where we hold each other accountable. So sometimes that requires us to assess the actions of other people, especially the little people who live with us. We have to consider the fruit in people's lives as Jesus said to do. And they have to do that with us sometimes too. But in that process, there can be some problems and we want to avoid these pitfalls. So we need to address them head on. That's the plan for this episode of Christian Parent Crazy World. So let's get started. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of the Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. All 
Alrighty, so to recap and get us all up to speed in this series, in episode 39, we discussed the pain that improper judging can cause in someone's life, which is why we must, we must firmly establish God's love before we make a judgment about someone's behavior. God's love is not dependent on what we do or what we believe. Salvation is dependent on what we believe, but God's love isn't. Then in the last episode, we firmly established what God says in his word about judging. In Matthew chapter 7, Jesus tells us to judge the fruit in the lives of people who call themselves believers, especially our Christian leaders. And Paul clearly tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 9 through 13, that it is our job to judge the actions of other believers. And likewise, it's their job to do that with us. But it is not our job to judge the actions of unbelievers. That's the cliff note version of the last two episodes. Now that we have firmly established God's love for us and the fact that his standard flows out of his love and his desire to protect us and that it is therefore our job to judge the actions of those within the faith. Let's talk about the problems that often come up when we judge the actions of other people or when they judge us. There are six primary problems that I want to address when it comes to judging. Problem number one happens when we judge the motives of someone and not the action. I alluded to this problem in the last episode. I talked about how we don't know someone else's motive. We are not qualified to judge another person's heart. Only God can do that. But we see this problem all the time in society, don't we? I mean, seriously. Yeah, that person over there said this or wore that or voted for so-and-so or supports this policy or goes to this church, which makes them a dot, 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 fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. Such a huge problem right now. And Christians often feel the brunt of it. I know in some places just saying that you are a Christian or that you believe what the Bible says about something will get you labeled a bigot or a homophobe or a racist or a hater. And I know that hurts because that is not what we think or believe it shouldn't be. And this is not what is in our hearts. Our culture, however, loves to label and cancel people. But as Christians, we need to make sure that we are not doing this ourselves, not to believers or unbelievers. Do you see whose sign is in their yard? Yeah, they're they're communist or, or fascist. She spent all of her time with the kids. Now she's divorced. No wonder. Did you hear what she said to her child? She's a she's a terrible mom. You know, we don't want to do that. Yes, at times we are to judge the fruit in the lives of other believers, the actions, especially (laughs) our kids' actions, but we should stop well short of judging the whole person and discarding them like our culture does. That is crossing a line that we do not want to cross as Christians. 
We all sin. We all screw up, but we don't want to label and discard or cancel someone. When we judge, we need to judge the action, not the motive. Leave the motive up to God who can see a person's heart and judge righteously. Problem number two, the second problem we have when it comes to judging is adding to God's standard. This one, it happens in the church and with other Christians a lot. Some people will add to God's standard and judge by what they've added. Really, you know, this is just judging by your own standard because God didn't say it, but someone added it to the biblical standard. Now they're claiming that this is what God said. This is what the Pharisees did all the time. We are supposed to honor the Sabbath, right? Right. That's a fourth commandment. It's it's in the top 10. It's a big one. So according to the Pharisees, who were the religious leaders of Jesus's day, that meant a person could only walk so many steps and could only do certain activities which were deemed not to be work on the Sabbath. God didn't say that, but these religious leaders did, and they judged and condemned people who were trying to follow God by their own standard. That is a wrong judgment because that is a man-made standard. We must not judge people by our own man-made measuring sticks. That is always wrong. You know, I grew up in some very strict Christian circles that were into burning records of secular music. We we have these bonfires in our youth group where we would bring our... <laughs> Okay, it was our cassette tapes, actually. Yeah, uh, this was before we even had CDs. I'm I'm kind of old. So we did this because some of our Christian leaders insisted that it was a sin to listen to anything that wasn't Christian. Then I went to a Christian undergraduate school. It was a Church of God school. And they said that it was a sin to dance like like any kind of dancing. And I really don't know how they arrived at that conclusion because the Bible is very clear about the fact that David danced before the Lord. And okay, sure. There are types of dancing and types of music we shouldn't entertain. But the idea that all music except Christian music and all dancing is wrong. That is a textbook example of a man-made standard. Okay, okay. I just have to share this and I probably shouldn't, but, you know, I'm going to anyways. We had this joke back in college that said, uh, you know why the Church of God is against premarital sex? Hmm? Hmm? Because they're afraid it could lead to dancing. (laughs) Okay, that still cracks me up. Uh, It was a perfect joke. Because it shows our ridiculous human tendency to focus on the wrong thing. That denomination in the school at that time, you know, I don't think they're still like this. But at that time, they seemed to be more concerned about dancing than sex. Now, which has more human consequences, much less spiritual ones? You can't get pregnant or STD from dancing. I mean, come on. You know, really, we must be able to distinguish 
between what is God's standard and what is man's standard. We don't need to be adding stuff that isn't in there. That can cause a lot of damage. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of the Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. Problem number three comes when we judge without love. Yes, we can use God's standard to issue a judgment without love and a spirit of self-righteousness. That doesn't produce a good result like like ever. It can really hurt people if we go about wielding God's standard without love. Jesus tells a story about a very self-righteous religious leader who wielded judgments without love in Luke chapter 19. This Pharisee said, oh, God, thank you that I am not like those people over there. Robbers, crooks, adulterers, or heaven forbid, like this, this tax man. I fast twice a week and tithe on all my income. Yeah, that was verses 11 and 12 out of Luke chapter 19. I I think we've all come in contact with someone who wields God's standard like that. No good can come from it. And by the way, Jesus saved his harshest words for people who did just that. Perhaps one of the most important things I've ever written is a statement uh, I believe the Lord gave me on this very Topic. I've shared it with you before. Simmer in this truth again. Love without truth is a lie, but truth without love is a weapon. Hmm. Think about that. Let it sink in. As Christians, we must speak truth into the lives of our kids and into the lives of those around us. We must not lie about God's standard in order to appease people or to make them comfortable. We need to be more concerned about someone's eternal comfort than their temporary comfort here on earth. So our expression of love must always, always have truth at its foundation. But likewise, truth must have love as its foundation. If it doesn't, our truth becomes a weapon that we bludgeon people with. And some Christians are really good at that. They've they've made it into an art form. They've made it into like a life calling. That does not honor God. And it does not produce a godly result. If you want to hear more on this topic... 
check out episode number 11. What does it mean to speak the truth in love? Because I go into it in great detail there. Let's keep on going. Problem number four comes when we judge without grace. Yeah, yeah. So the last problem, judging without love, can and will often lead to this problem, judging without grace. My mother-in-law encountered a perfect example of this in a in a small southern church years ago. There, there had been a young couple in the church. I think they were probably in their early 20s, and they were dating, and they had sex. They both confessed and repented, but the pastor singled out this young man in front of the whole congregation and, and railed him, like he raked him over the coals. And again, the young man repented. Still, the pastor then instructed people in the church not to socialize with him. Huh. I mean, what what did he need more than anything? Good people to surround him. But he he told all the people in the church not to socialize with him. And why he came down harder on the boy than the girl, I, I don't know. I guess he held the young man more responsible. But, you know, my mother in law, she is just an awesome, godly woman. Her name is Maria, and she is, she is a northerner, like, like through and through. And she would have none of this small town, southern religious bigotry. She felt terrible for the young man, and she stayed up all night one night praying for him. And then she felt prompted by the Lord to invite him over to her house for dinner. And you know what happened? The pastor calls her into his office and says, I don't recommend that. And she was like, too bad. Seriously, it is hard to believe. But this really happened at the pastor's directive. The entire church, except for my mother-in-law, so admire her for this, shunned, and many other things. She's an amazing woman. They shunned this young man who was repentant. They judged him. He admitted that he was wrong, and they withheld grace from him. (sighs) You know, didn't Jesus go to the house of Zacchaeus to have dinner? Zacchaeus was a thief, and he hadn't even repented yet. With the woman caught in adultery, didn't Christ say, let he who is without sin cast the first stone? Yeah. There are times when we need to hold up a standard and judge a behavior in order to help a child or a fellow believer. But we must never withhold grace from someone who who seeks it. If God removes our sin from us as far as the east is from the west, then we must do the same with others. And God help us if we don't. Okay, I got a little hot there. Sorry, but that that one really gets under my skin. But it leads us to our fifth problem, which is less serious than judging without love or judging without grace. But this one is stealth. Yeah, it flies under the radar and it happens all the time. Problem number five occurs when we think that stating the standard is judging. Often, people think that simply because we state what God's word says about something, that we are judging someone, but we aren't. You know, this happened to me recently, actually. I I was talking with a very, very dear friend who asked me, 
point blank if the Bible teaches that sex outside of marriage is a sin. Point blank, she asked me. And I was like, look, I love you no matter what you do. And so does God. But yes, (laughs) that is what the Bible teaches. If you think the Bible teaches something different, then by all means, show me. I'm open to changing my mind if you can prove to me from scripture that that's not what it says, but that is the standard that I read in scripture and scripture is my standard for living. Yeah. Yeah. That was a a very fun conversation. (laughs) Not, um, yeah, it was pretty rough. And, and my friend then told me that I was being judgmental, but I I wasn't because you see, I'm not the creator. I, I didn't write the book. This isn't, my standard. These aren't my rules. They are God's. And and I believe that the standard is there to guard and protect us. I believe that the standard exists because God loves us and he doesn't want us to harm ourselves. But believing the standard or or even stating it does not mean that I'm judging someone with it. And neither are you when you do that, nor is someone doing that to us when they state what God's standard is. Here is an analogy that really helps us to see this point about stating a standard versus judging. If you and I are in a car and you ask me what the speed limit is, or or even if I just happen to mention it on my own and I say, uh, well, the speed limit is 35 miles per hour. And you happen to be driving 55 miles per hour. I'm not judging you because you see, I'm not a police officer. I can't give you a ticket, nor am I a judge. I can't strike a gavel and issue a fine or revoke your license. I I don't have the authority to judge you. I can tell you what the law is, but I can't judge you for breaking it. Likewise, If I tell you what the Bible says about a particular issue, I am not giving a judgment. That is well above my pay grade. Only God can do that. But it is our job as Christians to let people know what God's standard is. Yes, it is, especially with our kids. A person can't know that they are missing the mark if they don't know what the mark is. You know, that doesn't mean that we need to go around telling people what God's standard is all the time. (laughs) That will probably not make us super popular. But obviously, we need to teach God's standard to our kids. But with other people, if someone asks you about it, like my friend did, then you need to tell the truth. Or if the Holy Spirit prompts you to, you should speak up in love. You know, I might have mentioned the love part before, right? And that leads us to problem number six, which is a pretty quick one. That is, drumroll please, not judging at all. Like, like at all. You know, there is a whole movement in Christianity right now that says <laughs> pretty much anything goes. You can, you can say what you want, do what you want, be what you want, believe what you want, and, and still call yourself a follower of Christ. That simply isn't true according to the Bible. There is a God-made standard in Scripture for our own protection that we are admonished to follow if we want to call ourselves a Christian. 
Christ never denied the standard, not once. Rather, he offered grace and and power to rise above our struggle with sin. Yeah, the Holy Spirit empowers us to win in our battle with sin. How encouraging is that? Recall the story of Jesus when he encountered the woman who was caught in adultery. You know, he didn't excuse her sin. Mm -mm. No, no, he paid the price for her sin so he could offer her grace and then say, go and sin no more. The standard was still there and it still is with us today. Jesus acknowledged that this this woman had sinned. He judged her action as sinful, but he forgave her. And then he empowered her to live a righteous life. As Christians, we must judge what is and is not sin and in our own lives and in the lives of our children and in the lives of our fellow believers. And other Christians must do this in our lives as well. But like Jesus, we must judge righteously in Love with the hopes of helping others become like Christ. So, those aren't the only problems we encounter when it comes to judging, but they are six of the biggies that I see over and over and over. To recap, they are problem number one, judging the motive, not the action. Problem number two, judging not with God's word, but with what we've added to God's word. Problem number three, judging without love. Problem number four, judging without grace. Problem number five, thinking that stating God's standard is judging. It's not. And finally, problem number six, not judging at all. Knowing these pitfalls will certainly help us to avoid the problems so many people encounter when it comes to judging. And it will probably help us to heal when we have been judged in an ungodly way. Speaking of that, (laughs) yeah, in the next episode, I'm finally going to give you some guidelines on how to react when someone judges you or your kids. That episode is going to be super practical and very helpful. It will be cathartic and you don't want to miss it. I want to thank you for joining me today. Look, I know. There are a lot of things you could be listening to right now, and I really appreciate that you took this time to spend with me. I hope you will join me for my next podcast when we take aim at some aspect of our culture that threatens to derail our parenting and steal our kids' faith. If you enjoyed this episode of Christian Parent Crazy World, would you consider telling a friend and sharing it on social media and giving it a good review over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and following me on Facebook and Instagram? Oh, oh, and maybe you could say that Christian Parent Crazy World is the best podcast you've ever heard in your entire life. Uh, Just a thought. Uh, and be sure to check out my website, which is katherinesegers.com. That's Catherine with a C. I have lots of articles and resources there that will help you on your parenting journey. And if you subscribe, I will be sure to send you some really cool free stuff and notify you of future podcasts, articles, and blogs. 
I want to end this and every episode with a word of encouragement. God gave you your kids, your specific kids for a reason. That's because you hold the key to unlocking who God created them to be. We'll see you next time. Christian Parent Crazy World is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review this podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Hey everybody, I'm Dale. And I'm Tara. We're hosts of the Kainos Project podcast. Where we help you tackle ancient Christian truths in everyday settings. To learn more and subscribe, go to lifeaudio.com.